and welcome to the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. Today's guest is Alex Julius in the case of the perplexing palms. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. After an extended vacation on the Pacific coast, I found myself not wanting to return to the office. Instead, my assistant coded and I spent some time lounging in beach chairs with our toes in the sand, just within reach of the cold, crashing waves. I sipped my Mai Tai while scoping out all the beautiful bikini-clad beach bumps. In my periphery, I could see Kodit fumbling to sip around the mini umbrella in his Shirley Temple. I wonder sometimes how he's made it this far in life. I decided it was probably time to head back to the office when my skin had turned a perfect golden brown and Kodit looked like corned beef. We picked up our beach chairs and Kodit attempted to rub the white zinc oxide off his nose, to no avail. We headed back to the car, arms filled with chairs, an umbrella, and beach towels, when I noticed someone standing across the street staring up at a tree and looking quite distraught. At first I couldn't tell what had his attention, but when I looked up I noticed a very stressed-looking Canary Island date palm, Phoenix Canariensis. Cody and I quickly threw our beach accoutrements into the trunk of a rental car and headed across the street to the distressed man. "'Excuse me, sir,' I said. I noticed you looking at this palm from across the street. You're the world-famous Detective Dendro, aren't you? Asked the man, whose face suddenly lit up with excitement. I heard you were in town, but I didn't think I would find myself in a conversation with you. Why, yes, I am, I said. And I'm coded. The man looked curiously at my interruptive assistant for a moment, then turned his attention back to me. Detective Dendro, I'm Paul Platinus, city arborist, and I got a call about some failing palms on this block. I looked around and noted, indeed, that many of the Canary Island date palms on the street seemed similarly stressed. All of them must have been at least 60 years old and were well established, probably all planted at the same time in this upscale beachside residential neighborhood. The palms certainly created a beautiful, distinct look. Indeed, you do have a problem, I said. Do you know what it might be? I don't, actually. Paul said. In all these years, we've never had a problem with the trees in this neighborhood. I, I don't understand what could have happened. Do you suppose you could help me figure out what the problem is? Absolutely, Paul. We still have a few hours until we need to be back to the airport. I suspect we can solve this perplexing palm peril for you. Coded and I started down the street, examining the uniform damage to the lower canopy of the palms. All along the street, we noticed that the lower canopies had excessive amount of brown and drooping fronds, but the palms were clearly heavily maintained as all their leaf bases were perfectly pruned into a pineapple. At the same time, we both seemed to notice the perfectly green lawns, almost too perfect. Do you think it could be root suffocation? suggested Kodit. Given the newly seeded strip of lawn down the whole street, maybe the roots have been suffocated from residents watering their lawns. I applaud you for noticing the new lawn, which could certainly be a source of stress for such old trees, but it clearly can't be that, I said. If it were root suffocation, we'd see chlorosis on the new fronds, but this is affecting the old fronds. We stopped to get a better look at one of the stressed trees, searching for any clues that could explain the uniform damage. Unfortunately, the fronds were all too high for us to really get a good look at them, but I was starting to get a sinking suspicion as to the cause. You see, Kodit, this is why it's always a good idea to carry binoculars in your diagnostics toolbox. Paul nodded in agreement. Funny I had them now, 
I murmured under my breath. Just then, Kodit's eyes beamed wide open with a brilliant idea. Salt damage! Kodit exclaimed. It all makes sense. The high salt content in the air could have caused all the necrosis in the new and old fronds. And look at how close we are to the ocean. Do you think the palms finally couldn't handle all the salt air? I mean, they're not exactly young. Paul and I looked at each other with disappointment and endearment. Oh, Kodit, you have so much to learn. I started. These trees have clearly been here for decades and are unlikely to suddenly become sensitive to the salty beach conditions. Also, notice that none of the other palm species in the area are damaged, including the king palm, or Canto Phoenix, Cunninghamiana. Just then, it hit me. I looked around and noticed the palms in people's yards weren't damaged. Even the other curbside palms weren't damaged. My eyes darted from tree to tree, all around the neighborhood, looking for the one clue that would confirm my suspicion. I glanced at another old Canary Island day palm, growing over a house from someone's backyard, seemingly undamaged and perfectly healthy. That confirmed it. Now I just needed to find one more city tree that was small enough for me to examine the fronds. Paul, do you have any Canary Island date palms in the area that were planted more recently? I asked. Actually, we do. I had to replace some maybe two or three years ago because they died. And now that I think about it, the symptoms were the same. Follow me. They're just one block over. We walked hastily down the road, passing one perfectly manicured front yard after another. When we reached the smaller palms, Coded and I reached for some fronds, and I saw just what I expected. Coded, what do you see? If you're referring to the beautiful yellow 1956 Pontiac Star Chief across the street, then yes. Code it. Focus for a minute, will you? Do you see on the fronds that are in the process of turning from green to brown that one half is dead and brown while the other half is still alive and green? And if we cut open one of these petioles, I'll bet you that the tissue is dark brown with a pink blush in the surrounding tissues, indicating the presence of Fusarium oxysporum. We cut open a petiole using a pair of Paul's pruning shears, and sure enough, the vascular tissue was brown with a surrounding pink blush. What does this mean? exclaimed Kodit curiously. Fusarium wilt, Paul said, sounding disappointed. Exactly, although I'd suggest sending a sample to a diagnostics lab before you condemn them. For all we know, it could be something else, I affirmed. Good point, but... Fusarium wilt would make sense. A couple of years back, I, I received several letters from residents in this neighborhood complaining that the company that came and pruned their street trees woke them up at 7 in the morning before a city ordinance allows noise disturbances. It didn't occur to me back then that they were using chainsaws on these palms. Wait, said Coded. I still don't understand. Why would that matter? Well, you see, I began. Canary Island date palms are very susceptible to fusarium wilt which is frequently transmitted through contaminated sawdust and tree sap on saws. The spores remain on the saw between the cuts and are easily transmitted onto another palm. That's why, with these palms, it's so important not to use a chainsaw and to use a handsaw instead. Also, it's important to sterilize saws before pruning each Canary Island date palm or consider using a new saw for each palm. Also, I don't know if you noticed back there, a palm in someone's backyard, just like these, 
but didn't exhibit any signs of fusarium wilt? That's likely because it wasn't pruned by this same company, though it could be susceptible to airborne spores. But how do you successfully sterilize a saw? Coded asked. Well, there are a few options. Arborists can soak the saw in about five minutes uh, in a one to three dilution of pine oil cleaner and water, or regular undiluted household bleach. My particular favorite is using a butane torch and holding it to the saw for about 10 seconds on each side. You see, Coda, the problem is that chainsaws are about the worst tool you can use because it's nearly impossible to sterilize. Using a chainsaw to prune these trees is pretty much a death sentence. You mean nothing can be done about it? Unfortunately, fusarium wilt is nearly 100% lethal slowly killing all the growth until even the newest fronds are dead. And to add insult to injury, you can't even replace the palms with the more date palms in the same place because they're likely to contract fusarium wilt for the now-infested soil. That would explain why these newly planted date palms are dying as well. I paused and turned to my new pal from the Pacific. Paul, I'd still suggest sending a sample to the lab, but I think these trees are goners. It's a terrible loss, this beautiful neighborhood. However. Fusarium oxysporum is fairly host-specific, so you can perhaps replace them with any other kind of palm that's not a phoenix species. Although, I have heard of a case of Fusarium wilt on a California fan palm, Washingtonia filifera. Pollock stunned. I can't believe it. I only hired that company because we had serious budget cuts, and they gave the lowest bid. I guess that explains why. You'll know for the next time that the lowest bid isn't necessarily the best bid. It might be valuable for you in the future to specify in your bid that the company must use new or sterilized tools. Well, our job here is done. Coded, I think it's time for us to head to the airport and leave Paul to deal with the crisis. We've got a long evening of traveling ahead of us. Thank you, Detective, said Paul. For all your help, I mean, you're really as good as they say. And Coded, I appreciate your insight, too. We headed down the road back to our rental car, leaving Paul to his unfortunate situation. Coda was vigorously trying to wipe off the zinc that had started to run down his face while chattering on and on about how spot-on we were with that diagnosis. All I can think about is getting back home so I can enjoy a relaxing evening, eating my favorite onion souffle, and listening to Art Tatum on the radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dandro series. You can earn CEUs for these podcasts. Just log in at the ISA store, click on online CEU quizzes, and find the Detective Dendro quizzes. Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. 